Welcome to Just Sayin', a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now here are your hosts, Allison Gardner and Pastor Terry Wagner. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Just Sayin' podcast. It has been... Too long. A hot minute. Several minutes. <laughs> Several hot minutes. Um, and some cold ones, too. Some, Very some pretty cold. cold ones. And some snow-covered yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is time for season, season five. five. Doom, doom, doom. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Isn't it? Yeah, yes. I thought it was really. season four. So. Yeah, I had to, <laughs> Tyler. I had to help him with that a little bit. You're the one naming these. I know. On, that. I, I should know. So if you happen to go to iTunes or Spotify or whatever and you see two season fours, uh, pick, That's the, second, me. pick mm. the second That's one. That's me. Mm. Yeah. Blame it on Ty Ty. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Ty Ty. Who is Ty Ty? Oh, he is mm. our um, magical <laughs> band of sound. <laughs> That's a new one. Yes. I have been thinking about that the entire break, trying to come up with more names for you. So more names. Here's what we're doing. Um, PT, why don't you explain what we are doing this season? You know, this particular season, we're looking at life change through the lens of Scripture. Mm. Everything we've done has been through the lens of Scripture. Yes. And so uh, this season, we're going to uh, include a fourth person hmm. every every episode. On the podcast. Mystery guest. You'll probably see it in the name, though. So you guys probably already know who it is. Probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> we could we could give them like a pseudonym. Oh, like, yeah. For each episode. Yeah, because it's not there yet. Yeah. yeah. It's not yet. But Something to think about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, well, we'll, anyway. We'll, we'll parse that out later. <laughs> We're going to talk uh, to people whose who's life has been changed by God. And just going to talk to him about how that happened and, mm. and look at that through, like I said, the lens of Scripture. Yeah. Maybe so. it probably like a super informal conversation oh, yeah. type I, I interview. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. Um, but, yeah, it's exciting. So can I say that we've missed you, Allison? Aw, thanks. So I've nice missed to you guys, too. It's so nice to in the same room. And, this has and, been... What's this we stuff? Oh, oh, oh Tyler. <laughs> okay. Me, you me, don't speak for me. me. Me and the mouse in my pocket. Fine, then. Whatever. I kid, I kid. I missed you too. Yes, uh, I missed all of you. This has been far too long, and I'm so happy to be back yes. with one of my oldest friends, <gasps> our special guest. Drum roll. What would you like your pseudonym to be if we give you one? Uh, uh, you're gonna have to uh, get back to me on that. Okay. Everybody knows. Mal, right? We'll just, we'll yeah. just say Mal. Mal. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, my family knows, but no one outside of that. There Maybe you go. Linda. Maybe yeah. Linda. Yeah. But. Well, yeah. Well, his real name is <laughs> Michael Lucas. So, welcome to the podcast, Michael. We're so happy you're here. Oh, yeah. Uh, same. I quietly dreamed that uh, <laughs> be asked to join this podcast at some someday. <laughs> someday they're going to ask me to be on there. <laughs> this is really why we're here to make dreams come true. Yes. <laughs> well, what you is, know, what is the organization that you know? Make a wish. Make a wish. <laughs> yep. That's it. I swear, I was right there. I was thinking it too. We are the Make a Wish of podcasts. <laughs> Say it fast five. No, don't. <laughs> no, don't. Um, but anyway, yes. Anyway, it is good to have you with us, Michael. Yes. And uh, I've known Michael for, I don't know, 10 years, mm. maybe. Uh, yeah. About maybe 10 longer years. than that. Yeah. No, it's about 10 years. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's got to be longer than that because we're approaching, it's approaching 10 years since I've hmm. been right. part of this yeah. church. So. We've been we've been in this building since 2010. Hmm. I think you guys came 2011. 
Yeah, uh, okay. 11. That would have made me nine. So wow. more like 11 That's or crazy. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Man. Yep. And uh, Michael. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael used to live down the street from me. Well, we I used to live down the street from him, I guess I should say. Um, and so we were neighbors, but uh, also church family friends. Uh, cool. So he would come over to our house and knock on the door and ask to play with my brother and I. And we would. Have did sword battles outside. Did you and Allison come out <laughs> yes. to play? His voice was a lot higher back then. No, I was <laughs> I was probably at that point, um, I was just kind of opening the door, just like Sammy would do. Yeah. He'd walk over to my house, just open the door yeah. and raid my freezer. Of, uh, yep. Popsicles. Uh, popsicles. Yep. All yep. the time. All the time. Well, wait a minute. If it was like Sammy would do, you probably got hurt too. Ooh, yeah, that, probably. Right? Probably. Yep. Um, Sammy, we love you. <laughs> Shout out <Yeah>. to Sam. <laughs> Actually, um, the the reason I even found out that Allison was a person who existed and the rest of their family is her cousin oh, and I yes. were... Oh, yes. They used to date. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Now we've oh, turned my it word. into a, we met before a dating then. And they called it puppy love. <laughs> it you can't, was, you can't yeah. see us right now, but we're all doo-wopping. <laughs> what was that, fifth grade, Michael? Uh, no, it was third grade. Wow. No yeah. way. Yeah. Was... Wait a minute. You had a girlfriend in third grade? Apparently so. Hey, hey, I, I had a serious. girlfriend like the second day of kindergarten. I so. Tyler, you heartbreaker. <laughs> I think we've asked the wrong person to be on the podcast. I know, today. man. I, I'm glad this episode isn't about dating. <laughs> well, I'm which, just kidding, Michael. But if you want to hear a good podcast mm, on dating, that's you can go back episode to season one. one. Said, season one. Right. We should revisit that topic. Now, was that the first season one or the second season? I, one? I think that's the OG season <laughs> OG one. OG season one. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. So, yes. Anyways, sorry yeah. about that, guys. Bring it in. To start we'll out. Down exactly. Yeah. So, Michael, I would like for you to just begin by introducing yourself. Um, Our guest today. Oh, Tyler. Brought to you by Ramen Noodles. <laughs> Can you legally say that? You yes. just, we, we do that every we're, time. We're trying. We're trying Wait, to get Where's paid. our little bites? Uh, we, we have given them fresh all out. to the children. Okay. The children needed the little bites. So, the just ramen today. And the mudroom. <laughs> They're on the cart in the mud. Oh, okay. They're still here. <laughs> we had to get the cart out of here to make room for four people. Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah. gotcha. So. Well, thank you for that. In our in our podcast studios slash <laughs> storage <food> pantry. Room. <laughs> yep, here we are slash Man. record record room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, Michael, please Man. introduce yourself. You don't have to necessarily get into your testimony just yet, but like, just give us a brief overview of who you are. What you do, what your dreams are, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm Michael Lucas. I've been attending this church, like we said, what, 11, 12 years. Doesn't matter. This Somewhere. Once I got here, this was definitely my home church. Um, I figured that out pretty quickly. Um, what do I do? Currently, I work at a music store in Ironton. You uh, can say the name if you'd like. Uh, Dick's Music Store. Cost him $100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but that is... That is what I do there, um, you know, just help people out music-wise music because my two biggest passions in life are, you know, God and then music mm-hmm. and then um, sports. <laughs> <laughs> Those are three, but... <laughs> yeah, well, well, sports is... Well, it's, a, it's a bonus passion. This is second season four, That's so true. he can say that if he That's wants true. to. That's true. 
But um, <laughs> my dreams, as far as that goes, I know God has uh, plans for me to go into ministry things. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it's not the time yet, but I can definitely tell that it's getting closer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um as far as what I would like to do with that, well, if I had my way about it, I, you know, I'd just stay into the music uh, ministry, but I will go happily wherever God leads me to. Hmm. So uh, tell me real quickly, how old are you? Oh, uh, 20. 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduate from Spring Valley High School. Uh, yeah, class of 2020. Class of 2020. Um, and, and before I ask you this next question, I, I know that... You kind of have an extra. Um, I don't want to. I don't know if he'd call it advantage or not. But but you come from a a very strong church background. Mm, I mean, yeah. your grandfather was a pastor for forty years or yeah. however long. And so, uh, you know, we recognize that that there is that strong background, and that's a good good thing. Yeah. So, uh, describe for us the conversion process. When did when did you come to know Jesus? How did that happen? Well, when I came to know Jesus at the point where I understood it. I was about six or seven, and I remember very distinctly um, one Sunday night while I was at my house, and I was talking to my mom about it, and I said, you know, I'm I'm finally starting to understand things um, and see that, and that's when I first kind of was saved there. Um, as we get into it, that it's going to get a little rocky, but never in my life have I not believed in God. Mm. Never in my life have I not known, um, since my relationship, um, God has uh, given me not so much wisdom, but the able to discern things. Mm. Um, and uh, part of that is definitely because I have such a strong biblical background. That's that's where most of my way of seeing things comes from. So I've always had that, but that hasn't stopped me from uh, messing it up a little bit mm-hmm. along the way. But I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. Me, I want to throw a follow up in real yeah, quick. Yeah, of course. How, since you do have that background, can you can you put into words how important it is in just not necessarily in your individual world, but in, in our world, how mm. important is it to have that kind of a background growing up? It, it, everything, 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 everything can be traced back to um, the resurrection of Jesus. I, I can do it with anything. And because, you know, we're all believers, because we all love Jesus, we have something strong to stand on, a foundation that, that works and is unshakable, unbreakable, and unfathomable. Mm. Um, people who do not have that, everything they base themselves off of is is emotions. Mm. And at some point, you know, we could kind of touch on that. But because of that, the way they focus inward and not outward towards other people. They don't have anything to stand on. Mm. Um, you're you're going to find you know flaws in the way they think about things. You know, logic. They'll they'll get a lot of cognitive dissonance. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, with things like that, and they don't have anything to stand on. Yeah, pretty sure that was a phrase that's never been used on this. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it. never. Didn't we have something where if you said a big word, 
We're supposed to put money in a pot. Money oh. in a pot. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Do you guys How much take, money you got on you? Get your wallet out. <laughs> you guys take a visa? <laughs> Absolutely. Never leave home without it. My Venmo is at... <laughs> we got a kiosk out in the foyer. <laughs> yes. At, at TSWC. <laughs> yes, yes. No, at just JS. saying, we need yeah. money for merch. <laughs> oh, yeah, we still yeah. got to get that. We still got to get that. Oh, man. Thank you, Michael. That was that was great. Um, so I'm going to hit you with a theological question because... You're a theology guy. You ha- always have been ever since I've known you. Um, and that's one of the things that I've always admired about you. So how do you know that you are saved? Well, um, I know I just said that a lot of things are based off of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but internally, I I know I am. That That is a feeling. But it's not just some kind of feeling where I think I can abuse that. Mm. It's something deep that, that I know because of things in the Bible, like uh, the what I do, you know, for God, how I treat people, you know, all those things. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. When the Bible guides your emotions, you, you just operate differently. Mm. Um, and that's something that unfortunately only I can know, only you can know, uh, only you guys can know as well. It's 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 something I think that you know mm. on a very base level, mm. um, and a lot of people have trouble kind of admitting that to themselves because if they don't have a strong you know relationship with God, they don't feel that connection to mm. God, and uh, so they they might push away and well, how do I know I'm saved? Well, you know, you know, and they they just push <laughs> it out, but they don't ever really think about that. Mm. Yeah, that was good. That uh, was really and I know good. we talked about your your upbringing a little bit, but who who or what did God use that was instrumental in in you coming to uh, that conversion? I mean, I know you you said it was around six or seven, but can you can you kind of zero in and say mm-hmm. yeah. you know it was a particular person or a particular place or you know or even how, parts of your sanctification, right? Like, yeah. What what has been instrumental in that? So I'd say the first thing that has been instrumental in a lot of ways is my my mom. Um, Mm. You know, we've had some you know missteps in our relationship, but if if it wasn't for her reading the Bible to me every night, some of you guys had uh, bedtime stories. (laughs) Well, I got Leviticus. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Michael, don't ever eat anything that's got a hoof. I will say, though, it does the trick very well. <laughs> um, so I would say she's probably very instrumental. Hmm. And um, I'll, I'll go into this real quick. My mom was supposed to not be able to have children. Um, she had um, Cassandra Nicole Fitzpatrick, which that's my s- sister. Unfortunately, she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um and then she wasn't supposed to have any kids, like I already said. So I was the second kind of miracle child there. And because of that, because God gave her me, um, she wanted to give me back to God. Hmm. You know, yeah, like, and it's like Hannah and Samuel. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. And she used to, she used to tell me all that. So even though I might have had some confidence problems or just self esteem issues, I have that foundation of. I am his, mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do about that. I am his. Even if I would have walked away completely and, you know, thrown my life away at the end of that, you know, you know where that leads to, um, I'm still God's, mm-hmm. even if I didn't want to be. 
Mm. Yeah. Cool. Can you talk about um, the moment when you felt or you knew that you were going to be called into ministry? Because I think that's a really powerful story involving your mother. Um, so please tell it. Yeah. So um, even even before I got to that point, she had prayed that God would use me. So that was something she didn't really tell me about until I was older. Didn't want me to get a big head. I understand. Um, but she definitely subtly would kind of guide me to that because where I was brought up with, you know, the Bible, uh, King James Bible, mm. I was, oh yeah, 1611, all the way to heaven. <laughs> yes, sir. I was, I was getting kind of an education through that. It mm. helped me learn to, you know, read and write and all that. But the, the moment I kind of knew was the second time that I went to Kids Fest in, um, Oh, Great Wolf, Great Wolf Lodge. Lodge. Is it Mason, Ohio? Mason, Mason Ohio. Mason, yep. Ohio. Yep. So the first year I went there, um, I I had a, uh, if you don't know what Kids Fest is, it's basically like a three-day event where you go in and um, you have little church services there, and, and it's really great. Um, kind of like Winterfest, kind of like whatever fest, um, you know, <laughs> the whatever fests. they want to call it's Yeah, it's it's very much like that, except it's geared more towards younger kids, obviously. Journey fest. Kids fest. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is our, uh, our own fest. <laughs> oh, I'm also a Journey alumni, so got to throw that <laughs> in there. Um, now, and we have to, and let me just pump the brakes right there. I mean, the, obviously the, the audience for this podcast is far beyond tri-state mm, worship yeah. center. So some of the things that, that you are saying, I'm glad you're kind of unpacking a little bit because right. it's not, you know, kids fest. Even you know, outside of the church, church of God. God thing, yeah. yeah. There, yeah. Some so of our listeners aren't even church sure God. Just make sure that we, so. we kind of keep that right. in mind that we're, you know, our audience is much broader than, right. well, at least we hope, according to the five-star yeah. rating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Higher rated than Stephen Furtick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the first year I went there, um, it, was, it was really great. And I knew, you know, in my heart of hearts that, God was there. I I knew it. I I could feel it. Um, I I think that might have been really the first time the Holy Spirit kind of just went through me. You know what I mean? And um, I was sitting there and I was just praying and I was crying. It wasn't an upset cry. It was it was a legitimate. God's here, mm-hmm. and I'm here with Him, mm-hmm. and we're in one mind and one accord. And it was great. And as that happened, Pastor. I, I don't forget, or I don't remember his name, but the man who was delivering the message, he came up to me and he was like, I don't always do this, but I really think God God has a call on your life. And I had kind of subtly heard that from other people. Uh, my grandfather, you know, God's going to do good, big things for you. You know, mom, you know, you, you have a bright future ahead of you. Even my dad was like, you know, you, you could do something with this when you get older. But here's some guy who I didn't even know. And um, at that time, that was when my self-esteem was starting to go low, uh, get low, and I didn't really believe him. (laughs) I just thought, oh, man, that's just some guy saying something nice to make me feel better about myself. Um, The next year, completely different person. There's no way they could have known known each other. um, Came up to me. He, He said the same exact thing to me. And the thing that got it was, I normally don't say this, but... And then went on to say, mm. God's got a call on your life. And the second time it happened, kind of felt a little bit like uh, Jonah because the first time I heard that, I, I didn't want to accept that because, you know, there's no way I'm too young and 
all that. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Ben said that. Well, like the rice guy. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they don't call it that anymore. <laughs> but sorry, it was then. Then actually, um, Pastor Terry, you you kind of had an influence uh, in that too, because when I got back, you um, you basically uh, said. Yeah, you could keep up with this because mm-hmm. I can tell there's something different about you, which is hard for me to even say because, you know, once you bring up something like that, everybody thinks you're a braggart. Mm. All right. Um, but I will say being called into the ministry is nothing to brag about. <laughs> it is it is very stressful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I'm not in it, I, I can see how it's um, affected um you know, other people with my grandfather being a preacher and, you know, all my aunt and uncles on my dad's side of the family are, were all preacher's kids. Mm-hmm. I've seen how hard it can get. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I want to ask a question that's not on the list. Yeah, go ahead. Um, seeing how that, you know, you've, you have this strong background, you, you had your conversion experience at a young age, you've, you've grown up in it. I have influenced your life. <laughs> um, As he that, smirks. I know, <laughs> I know these last couple of years have been some really, really tough times. Yeah. And, and, and maybe just us be quiet and give you a, a few minutes just to talk about that and how God's impact and influence in your life has helped you through the, through the times that you've gone through the last couple of years. Mm. Well, I guess, let's see, whenever I was a... Uh, junior in high school, um, that was when I really start, started to take God seriously, um, like very seriously. I, I hate to admit it, but up until that point, I was definition lukewarm Christian. Hmm. Um, and uh, I didn't even realize it was the problem that, you know, I had some people who were guiding me, but they didn't, you know, they didn't see me every day. They um, I didn't have, you know, anyone who saw me every day like that and could pay attention to those things, and I didn't even realize it was happening. Um, at that point, I started to take God more seriously. And as I did that, you know, you can't run with the same people that you always mm, did. Yeah. You can't be around, you know, those types of people, um, you know, and... Also, I should probably pump the brakes and back up real quick. Uh, my parents got a divorce, which is horrible considering mm-hmm. that background. And she remarried, and you know there there were a lot of uh, challenges that we had to mm-hmm. overcome with that. It's if any of you guys are part of a blended family, you you know it, it can be tough and it can be confusing. But that that was when I started taking God seriously. Um, when I was a senior, I actually moved back to Spring Valley because my junior year, I went to Ashland High School, and um, I hated it at the time, but I understand why it had to happen, um, which get me out of Spring Valley area because people were having negative impacts on my life. Mm. Um, band was having a negative impact on my life, and just getting away from that really helped me recenter and refocus. Unfortunately, I was a senior in 2019 and 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and as I took God more seriously and stopped hanging out with those people, I started to feel alone. Um, the The only person who I really had, you know, going for me was uh, 
great friend of mine, TJ, uh, TJ Romans. He's an awesome guy and did a lot for me. Um, his parents, um, they prayed a lot for me. Um, uh, unfortunately, things were going good until about COVID hit. And I remember March 20th of 2020, I found out I'm not having a job anymore. I found out I'm not um, going to church for a while. I found out I'm not going to school for a while. And, oh, it was only just supposed to be two weeks to slow the spread. But right. obviously, right. you know. Flat, I, flatten the curve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but obviously that didn't go as intended. Um, I was also on anxiety medication at the time. Um, I was on uh, Lexapro, Abilify, and Cogentin. And uh, if, if you guys don't really know how those affect you, um, they're, they're mood stabilizers and they help you with anxiety. I had a tremor. It helped out with that. And um, I also lost that medication because I ran out and because of COVID and all the complications that were with that, I missed that appointment to go and found myself without all this. So I was going from... 100% firing on all cylinders, just ready to take on the world because I was about, you know, I was about to go to college. Coming home from Winterfest, too. Yeah. 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 Or Come, Journey Fest, whatever. That was the that, inaugural that was, year. Yes, right. That was the first year. Yeah. yeah. And I thought everything was going to be great. But whenever I, I, I came back to that, it was like whiplash mm-hmm. stop. And, um, you know, unfortunately, about, about two weeks in, um, I had a little bit of a breakdown over it, and um, I, the only way I could get my medication was if I let myself go into a psych ward, and that's the hardest thing for me to talk about, but um, it, was, it was very strange. Because of COVID, we were locked in our own rooms. We were allowed, like, one phone call. It felt like prison and quarantine at the same time, mm-hmm. and all I had in there with me was a uh, Gideon uh, King James Bible with Psalm and Proverbs mm-hmm. and a pack of Crayola crayons. Hmm. And um, it was it was rough. Um, normally those those types of places, you know, for behavior and things like that are great for people. But because of COVID, you couldn't get around other mm-hmm. people. You had like two or three hours to do that. But um, even then, I thought, oh, man, this is, this is okay. You know, God's got me here for a reason. And um, by the last couple of days, I was in there, you know, doing Bible studies with these other people in there. Mm-hmm. And they were listening, and it was great. But then I came back out of that, and things just changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they, were very, they were very rough, obviously, with all of that COVID business. And it was hard, and it was a it was a fight to get through that on multiple levels. Um, unfortunately, also gained a little bit of weight there, <laughs> but we're working on that now. But once things started to get quote unquote better, and once we were able to be around other people, I'm very extroverted, so that kind of brought me out of that little slump, mm. and. Um, it, it, it got easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people definitely helped, especially coming back to church and seeing people. Now, we couldn't hug each other or anything like that, but still just being around people in the church helped me out, mm-hmm. you know, in my soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I, and, and I don't want to take up no, you're your fine. time. Go ahead. Um, the producer said I could. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to tag on to that, I mean, how, if you can put it in words, how at this point, how can you, how would you describe God's influence during that time, hmm. during, during the dark time? Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm not Jesus. What? <laughs> that was the Allison, whole, you told us. the whole reason no, we asked him on no, here. No, no, I did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. We kid, um, we kid. Obviously, I'm not Jesus, but the Garden of Gethsemane story, mm. um, even though what I went through was nothing like what he had to go through, it, it brought comfort to me. Mm. That and... Um, the 38th chapter of Job or 39th? Uh, yes. Which which one when is When God it? starts asking the questions? Yeah. I think that's 39. Yeah. So, you know, in that, Job had been questioning for the right. whole book, and eventually God answers him and basically said, who are you? Yeah. you, you what, who are you to me? Yeah. You know, but, you know, that's a whole other side thing. But <laughs> those two stories, you know, I would do, you know, devotions and other things like that and read stuff, but it, it was really those two stories that I read, like, for days, mm-hmm. for days, especially when I was in there, um, things like uh, Paul and Silas in the prison, you know, those types of dark moments, I guess you could say in the Bible or depressing moments in the Bible, they brought me a sense of comfort because even though I was stuck in a house or, you know, the hospital or things like that, I knew I wasn't alone. Hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So... Um, in terms of sanctification, how have you seen growth in your own life since either the time of your conversion or the time of a deeper understanding of who God was? Because I know it's hard to pinpoint all the growth that's happened in your life since six years old, but you know, just when are times of growth um, that you've seen? There, there, there are a few. Um, first was... Um, learning about different translations of the Bible um, and reading those definitely helped because um, I had always read the KJV and I I had trouble understanding it for a while and I got used to it. Uh, That was because the KJV was supposed to be a, as close as possible, a word-for-word translation of the uh, manuscripts from the 10th century. And um, I got an NLT uh, Bible and it, even though I could comprehend the KJV, having a thought for thought translation instead of a word for word, kind of put it into modern terms, and you start getting a deeper understanding there. That was one point in my life. Um, the next one I would probably say was um, during high school before I took God seriously. Um, I was kind of a nerdy person. Um, I got made fun of a lot uh, for a bunch of reasons. But because of that, the people I was hanging around were other outcasts at the time. And when I started to feel uncomfortable around them because of the things they did, the things they said, the way they lived, um, I, I I definitely felt that there. That was, that was a big growth. And that was probably the hardest part because, like I you know, said, I, I love people. I'm extroverted. But now here I am with all these people I grew up around and they're just doing awful things that I can't just take part of anymore. I had to quit. And then probably the latest 
one was uh, during 2020. I started getting into uh, theology and apologetics and things like that, and how that's related to me is um, changed my viewpoint on things like what I should listen to. Hmm. I know I know that sounds very uh, legalistic or stuck up, um, but the things I listen to, um, and unfortunately, uh, the things I ate. Hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, that... And self-image, hmm. um, those those things really affected me, especially the eating thing, because you may not hear it, but uh, I'm kind of a hefty guy, and um, there was that. That's, that's the beauty of, of just audio yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has to know what you look like. And then also being able to forgive myself, hmm. because um, you know I had messed a lot of stuff up over the years, and how could God want anything from me? You know, and it wasn't until I had TJ, actually, he had a discussion with me. He he asked me if I knew more than God. He asked me, was I stronger than God? Was I more powerful to God? And, of course, the answer is no, I don't. I'm not. I'm never going to be. I'm not going to try to be. And he looked at me and he said to me, then why is God's forgiveness not good enough for you? Mm-hmm. And... I wanted to punch him in the face, yeah. <laughs> but he was right, yeah. and I also had to walk away because uh, I couldn't let another guy see me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to make a grown man cry. Right. I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> but those those were probably the biggest moments um, yeah. there yeah. with that. Yeah. How do you how do you think your uh, your biology reflects your theology? I mean, how how is it that you live it out? Hmm. Well. Living it out, I could sit there and ask if people wanted to talk about contradictions in the Bible, but people don't. People don't care. People don't care about the Bible, unfortunately, in this world. And so what we're left with is actually what God intended, and it is, it is doing things for people. It's, it's um, being a light for people, and especially with what I want to get into when I get older, ministry, it's... It's always kind of making sure you're not doing anything wrong. Um, I know there are a lot of times that I've had to pray, God, if there's something wrong with me um, that I'm not doing according to your standards. That's a hard thing to pray, but I had to do it. Um, You know, even just jokes I would make just weren't the Mm. same anymore. Yeah. Uh, I I love some, uh, I loved watching the cartoons on Adult Swim, Mm. but you you you, you got to stop that. Uh, let's stop the podcast now. <laughs> um, no. Well, I I could sit there and probably quote them all back to yeah. you, <laughs> but um, I can't. We don't have up. time for that, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to I meant to look up the verse, but I didn't. But uh, in the Old Testament, it talks about how we need to turn away from our idols mm-hmm. and not even look back at them, hmm. yeah. and you know. Anytime I turn something on, I know I shouldn't be watching. Not even like um, anything very explicit, but knowing that I shouldn't watch those things. Mm. No, I shouldn't listen to this music. And it's hard because a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people in the church would see that as legalistic, mm. would see that mm-hmm. as, you know, some uptight holiness mm-hmm. type person. Yeah. But it's not. Yep. It's obedience. Yeah. Uh, I think that's so important um, 
making sure that your faith is affecting every single area of your life. We've talked about that so often on this podcast, that faith isn't something that you can put into one file of who you are and then separate it from everything else. But it affects literally every single area of who we are. Or it should. It it should. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So walking in obedience out of thankfulness for the faith that we have and the justification that we find in Christ Mm -hmm. is key to Christian living. That is the evidence of a believer is seeing that fruit in someone's life. And so, you know, we're Protestants. We believe that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus alone. That's how we're justified. But we also believe that faith without works is dead and that works are a product of salvation. Um, And so I love how you talked about that, Michael, how, how the Lord brings us to conviction in literally every single area of our lives. And we need to trust that he knows better than we do and walk in that obedience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, Mrs. Producer. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Did you get new glasses? No. They're the same ones? They're the same. (laughs) You just look different. (laughs) Well, thanks. All right, go ahead. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) You just uh, look different. Did you have a birthday this year? I did. (laughs) <laughs> I did, yes. We knew it was That's what it is. We knew it was something. <laughs> so speaking of um, obedience in uh, practical terms, uh, I want you to talk about a little bit about how you incorporate spiritual disciplines in your daily life, like um, reading the Bible, specifically Bible reading prayer and communing with the saints, because those are... Um, three explicit practices in scripture that we love to talk about on here, especially reading scripture. So talk about how that has impacted your life and how you incorporate that in your daily life. Well, um, probably going to be unconventional, but waking up early in the morning to go work out. Not trying to brag. I just, I know I'm very... That's not easy. Yeah, because ain't ain't nobody else in this room doing it. And... um, a lot of that is I'm not in peak performance right now. I'm not at my full potential. And part of spiritual discipline will go into your everyday life, like the you know question says, but that's the first thing I do. When I wake up, I pray that God will give me the energy to get through leg day <laughs> because, you know, I want to hit that full potential. Um, so there's that. When I go to work, um, we... Um, we are owned by a lady who is a who is a Catholic, and um, you know in today's age you can't really talk about church, hmm. and so I just before I go to work I pray that I'm good enough to show my faith through the way I treat people, even if I can't you know go out and directly talk about it, that people can say hey. There's something different about that guy. There's that when I get home, I have to walk past the fridge, <laughs> you know, um, and I have to I have to do what's best to reach my full potential in the, in that regard. So there's the physical health side of it. There's the being the light, and also there are um, there are people who um, in my life who aren't Christians that I talk to on this all the time, 
And it is very scary for me because obviously we want people to know God and um, we want to see these people saved. And I'm, it's, it's hard to be subtle with that, but you have to be because um, people in this world today are so divided. You can't, if I were to come up to you and say, hey, you know, in the Bible, it says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, Psalm 139, no big, no big deal there. But I have to be a little bit sneaky with it and say, hey, you have value as a person. Just because you exist, you have value. You have value. You are priceless, you know, things like that. So you have to be very careful with this thing um, or it will get you into trouble. Um, so those are pretty much my everyday things. Then um, as far as uh, reading, I try to... Um, I try to read not a chapter a day or a verse or I don't really have any set goals as to how much to read. But as far as what I'm reading, um, since this past year, I've lost uh, lost a, a, a bunch of people in my life, um, let's see, uh, who have passed away. I've lost uh, last year there was an uncle, um, Robert. Uh, there was uh, an uncle, David, who was very close to me. There was um, a friend of mine who shot himself in the head. Um, that was one of those friends that I had to kind of cut out of my life, and that that was very hard on mm-hmm. me. Um, and then um, my great aunt, Myra Carpenter, she recently passed away, um, and there was Brenda Horan over at the church, and so I have been surrounded by all this death. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching the uh, uh, Death and Dying series that you did a few years ago and then reading things about that because most of these people I'm going to see again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's been hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, but that's the hope that we have too, though, right? I yeah. mean, that, that uh, this is not the end. This is just a life to prepare us for the next one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the, the, the cool part. We just have a few minutes left, so we've got a couple other questions we want want to throw your way and here's mm-hmm. one of them that i don't know if you'll be able to answer it hopefully you can what what's been the greatest joy in, in your christian experience and then what's been the greatest struggle the greatest joy in my christian experience is probably and i know this sounds counterintuitive but um i gotta look that word up <laughs> <laughs> but honestly it was Robert, my uncle, he mm-hmm. suffered a lot. He doesn't have to deal with that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, David, he if he would have made it through that COVID thing and come out alive, he would have not been the same ever. And I kind of feel like uh, kind of like David a little bit, you know, when, when he lost his kid. Now, obviously, I didn't kill anybody or anything like that, but that story kind of resonated with me because... I knew he wasn't going to have to suffer anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know that's really recent, but um, I know I'm going to see him up in heaven, and that is an amazing thought to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even even getting past heaven, you know, the, the new heaven and new earth, um, all that fun stuff. Um, and this is one of the verses I have saved. It's, don't be scared, it's Revelation. But, um, <laughs> it's uh, Tyler, you'll need to insert some like, spooky <laughs> music right here. It's chapter 21. 
<laughs> verse 4, and it says, uh, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, mm-hmm. and death shall be no more. Mm-hmm. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things of the world have passed away. Amen. And that, that has been a strong verse, uh, yeah. especially recently. Um, the darkest um, moments in my Christian uh, walk were probably before I started taking God serious and understanding the effect that he could have on me. And that led to me just being so depressed and mm-hmm. hating life. Um, I was never, ever suicidal, hmm. but I thought to myself, you know, if there was like a train coming my way, I wouldn't be upset mm-hmm. if it hit me. Hmm. And um, that 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 is really tough to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if, if someone has had a similar experience, they can understand. It's tough to talk about, mm-hmm. but probably that mm-hmm. would be the lowest or darkest. Gotcha. gotcha. That was great, Michael. Last question to close us out. Um, I think that the whole point of a testimony season is to encourage people to tell their stories um, especially to non-believers, because it is an opportunity to have a gospel presentation to someone and to share the gospel. Like, here's where I was. Here's where I am now. Here's why. Because Jesus died for me and he changed my life. So have, have you ever had the opportunity to share your faith with someone? Um, not just your testimony, but actually share the gospel. Um, can you tell us about that experience if you have? And um, how... How has that impacted you? So I, I did have an experience like this. Um, <laughs> I went to ACTC for a semester and, um, you know, I'll be going back soon. I'm taking a gap year because uh, of a lot of reasons. We won't get into that right now. <laughs> but one day... That was his play to come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one day, um, I actually skipped an entire day of classes... I didn't mean to. I just got to talking. And what it was. Oh, my word, uh, Michael. It, well, it was about Jesus, so it was, it was okay. About Jesus. I just got to talking. Michael talking? <laughs> I don't believe it. So, so the ordinary. So I had, I had this archaeology English Standard Version Bible here, and it's a nice Bible or whatever. It's got pictures and fun stuff in it. But I was sitting there. I, I got to school early, and I was just reading it. And I had a guy come up to me. And he says, why are you wasting your time on that? And I'm like, on what? And he goes, the Bible. You know that stuff all made up, right? Well. Yeah. He asked the wrong well. guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, really, he really did. But I just I just started talking about him. And uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, everything can be traced back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I won't get into the details on that there. But we were having great conversation and he said, you know, I might not believe in your God, but there is something different about you. Mm-hmm. And that entire day, it was it was it was great because he started to walk away, but other people had heard mm-hmm. and other people were coming and and there were about 10, 15 people just listening to what God said through me. Mm-hmm. Um and I I talked all day about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um and even though I 
no one really said, you know what, I'm going to get saved or get back to that. It led to all these people having conversations mm, about yeah. it. Even if I didn't get to, you know, pick the flower or, or do that, I got to put seeds in their head that not every Christian is crazy. Not every Christian is uh, uneducated. Hmm. Not everything in the Bible is all made up magic hokey pokey stuff. Yeah. Um, there's something to that there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, awesome. and, and let me throw in just before you close it. I know you're ready to close. Um, <laughs> and, and this is what this has been my thing for the last 30 years is that I, I've never led anyone to the Lord by winning an argument with them. Yeah. But I have led people to the Lord by having a conversation with them. Yeah. And I think that's so cool that, that I mean, that wasn't necessarily something that you set out that day to do, although skipping school all day just because you were talking. That's, mm. um, <laughs> but you didn't set out to do But yet the Lord orchestrated that, and you were obedient enough to, to, to be used by him. Again, not just for that one particular person, but for those 10 or 15. And some plant, some water, and then God's going to add some increase. And I just I appreciate you and your testimony, mm. your life. I know it's been tough, but you have always come out on top, and, and that's mm -hmm. that's what I like about Michael Aaron Lucas, or Mal, Mal. as we like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I agree. He's been a great friend to me for many years, um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. I just think that you are wonderful and that your story is very impactful, and uh, you have a lot of wisdom to share. I can vouch that she does think that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode one. Stay tuned for uh, many more interviews we and hope. stories. Yes. Um, and we hope you enjoyed this. So we'll see you next time. See you.